0: And hello, we are back. Timberwolves Daily that has turned into eh, Timberwolves every so often. Uh, We're we're back here today with Jake Painting. We're going to talk Wolves draft. Maybe some more stuff after that, but mainly we're going to talk about the Wolves 2 selections. Leonard Miller, Jalen Clark. It's going to be good. Jake, how you doing? How did draft day treat you this year? Waiting for the Wolves to pick. No first rounders. Thank you, Rudy Gobert.
1: Uh, I'm doing good. Thank you. Um, it's good to see you again. I know it's been a little while since while. we spoke and you've been on the Timberwolves holiday mode. So <laughs> ha- happy to see that you survived and you're back. Um, I was actually helping build a deck at the back of my brother's house during the draft, which I had previously committed to stupidly. Um, not, not kind of thinking that the Timberwolves would have any relevance on, on that date, but so I was kind of just on, on the shams, uh twitter check uh just looking at peaks so as you know i'm invested i love the draft and i've done a lot of draft prep beforehand which is quite insane considering they only had pit 53 but it was obviously the middle of the day here in australia so i was i was kind of working away and uh just checking and i think it and i it was probably worked out better that way because i don't know if i could have sat around for Thirty odd picks waiting for the trade and hoping that they did something before pick fifty three. So, uh, it pretty happy. A with, slow
0: draft. It moved. Yeah. slow this year. I don't know. Well, I kind of I'm just yeah,
1: yeah. I pulled my phone out thinking, you know, I, I saw that the the draft had started. Then I pulled my phone out maybe maybe an hour and a half later, thinking, you know, the wolves might be almost on the clock at fifty three, and there was right. like pick seventeen, <laughs> and I was like, God, man, lucky I'm not just sitting there watching this, like knowing mm-hmm. that the wolves don't have a pick to kind of get really really excited about
0: yeah no i followed it along as well and it it did just get to a point where it was like how are we at 20 right now like it was three hours of the first round (laughs) but either way the wolves did end up picking at pick 33 after trading a couple second rounders to move up they did as you said keep number 53 as well but at 33 they picked leonard miller forward g league Ignite, jake painting i know very I know a ton but I'm just gonna let you talk you know I'll let you talk on this Leonard Miller guy first and then we'll get into some other thoughts as well but Leonard Miller 33 for the Wolves initial thoughts on his fit with the team and just him as a player
1: yeah well I had to to go home and kind of cram on Leonard Miller because he wasn't a player that I I tried to cover as many bases as possible in my draft prep but I also like to do it Uh, pretty thoroughly as in I like to watch full games and I like to kind of narrow it down to maybe a field of 10 because I I obviously don't have all the time in the world to be watching full games but he wasn't on my radar at all so I got home and I, I crammed and obviously read as much as possible and watched a bunch of G League games and he is a weird player and I say that in the most endearing way possible because I really love weird players and I think that weird players kind of can turn into great players because they're not that cookie cutter variety of player. And Miller is certainly that. He just does a lot of things well, doesn't really do anything great, but has all these strange skill sets and talents for a guy who's six foot 10, seven foot two wingspan, like legit NBA body already. I think he's a center if I'm being honest, like just like straight away. I think he's like a small ball I was gonna say the
0: wolves are in need of a few centers, so that's actually yeah. (laughs) yeah.
1: But I also think that he's such a weird talent that he could one day be a three or a four. He has legit like guard skills. He was a guard growing up, which is you know you hear that story so often. But um, he's one of those guys that kind of had that massive growth spurt, and now he's six foot ten. He's built like a brick house. You know, he grabs rebounds and goes coast to coast. He rebounds like a maniac. He's just a weird intersection of skills. And I don't know what to make of that, but I love it.
0: I've seen a few uh, thrown around a bit. And you could just take like any player that runs around weird and comp him to this player. But Jared Vanderbilt has been a player that I've seen named as like a slight comp. Does that make sense to you? I mean, it is just, again, like I said, guy that runs around, and grabs rebounds. That's yeah. just, you're, you're going to see Vando because we've fallen in love with Vando. But just for. Wolves fans who may not know as much, is that a fair player comp or is there, you know, what's different uh, about the two? I suppose. I don't,
1: I don't love it to be honest. And I love, you know, I love Vando. I, yeah. am, I actually have a Vando shirt on underneath this jumper. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I love Vando. I don't, I think the similarity is that they are really high motor and really good rebounders. I don't think he's a uh, pound, per, pound for pound as good a rebounder as Vando. He's like, Vando's like six, eight six seven maybe and like he's a legitimately elite rebounder so Miller obviously has a bit more size which allows him to just naturally get a few more rebounds without having the same level of talent as Vando but he's a great rebounder nonetheless um super high motor goes for every rebound goes for every loose ball runs the floor really well that's probably his standout <clears throat> trait when you just watch him is the the fact that he just runs the floor all the time, every play, up and down, defense, offense. Like I said, super high motor. So I, I get that comparison, but like he's got legitimate ball skills, legitimate handling. Kind of, I think he can become a decent shooter, maybe like a Nas Reed level shooter where you can rely on him to make three point shots without ever relying on him to, you know, hit 37, 38% of his threes, which. Is probably good enough to supplement some of the other skills that he has. I think, yeah, I think there's, in the terms of the ringer, you would say there's shades of Jared Vanderbilt, but it's certainly not a comparison that I think is fair to either player because both of the guys have different strengths and do those strengths better than the other one.
0: Yeah, that's fair. And then looking at this year's roster, I mean, there's going to be changes still. We don't know if Torian Prince is going to be here, if they're going to, you know, re-sign Nas or Nah. There's changes to come, but with this first pick, Leonard Miller here, do you see him having any sort of a role on the team as is? or do you, I mean, Connolly and Finch last year really refused to give the rookies any run. So this mm-hmm. year, I don't know if that's going to be any different. We'll see. I mean, they have to kind of insert my and more just into the rotation now, so that could take away minutes. But is Miller someone you think the Wolves will give legit run to this year or someone you think is just going to be redshirted? Pretty much the entire year, like not and more.
1: Yeah, I, I think I guess that he just gets kind of redshirted. I think that Connolly try- kind of had this quote where they said they, they're trying to draft players maybe a year early or a year before they really burst onto the scene, or if something has happened where they've kind of their stock has dropped right. a little bit. Um, a great draft guy whose name is PD Webb, he kind of turned the phrase um, pre drafting, which is kind of what Connolly is explaining there where where you draft a player later in the draft a year before they're ready and you put that development into them in your own system rather than trying to get him at pick 18 in this in the following season so i kind of think that that's the model they're going for with Minot as well where it's like you get mynot at 45 i think and if mynot was went back to memphis and was in the draft this year he might go at 27 so you kind of you get that first round pick a year early but you also sacrifice that year of playing if that made sense they're not going to come right, right into your system and play right away so i think that might be the miller kind of path as well where you don't see him much next season barring any kind of catastrophic <coughs> injuries or, or mega trades um and you they let him kind of season a little bit before they insert him into the rotation the year following and, and try and get the most out of him with this, with a year in the nba system might be a little bit different for for Miller because he's been in the G-League system True. for a season so he has already had that year that might not had in the G-League but I also think that he's a very raw talent as I said a really weird blend of talents and it might just take a season for them to kind of shake out what he actually is and um that's exciting it's it's worrying in some ways but I really like players like that where you can kind of mold into the player you want them to be
0: yeah and i mean it's not necessarily a, a bad thing if they've got a city at like at all in fact it's probably better if you're a winning team and you don't have to play your right, rookies right. like last year there was just stints where it was just tough to watch it was just like put my not in for a spark put for <laughs> i was
1: begging for my not for yeah man. Straight ones, man
0: well like the thing is they put more didn't more start like two games in a row yeah, at one point so it was like yeah. why not give this guy a chance but it is what it is this year you know, you hope the Wolves are playing well enough that they don't have to play these guys. And of course, it's not like he was an early first round pick. He was taken 33rd overall. But then we'll get to the other guy, Jalen Clark, who was actually drafted during a Gatorade commercial with Michael Jordan on it. So that's like,
1: that's I mean, the, it's Jokic Yoke- comparisons. That's like... Tim Conley's pawn, right there. That's, <laughs> he would have loved that.
0: <laughs> so yeah, Clark taken. He was taken at 53rd 20 picks after the Wolves first pick their original pick that they didn't trade for from UCLA and just the quick rundown. I mean, I've heard he's just this crazy defensive monster. Is that the truth, Jake? This guy looks amazing on the defensive end.
1: Yeah, I, 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 outside of maybe the the top guys, maybe the, the lottery, there's obviously um, some great defenders in the lottery. I think he's the best perimeter defender in the class. And he, you know what? He might even have a claim to being just the best perimeter defender in the class, point blank. Um, he's one of the guys who I'd watched a ton of before the draft. One of the guys that I definitely had noted down as a Wolves kind of target in that range. Um I'm surprised, just kind of tangentially, I'm surprised that they didn't go for a shooter or a point guard. Uh, so That's why I had Clark a little bit lower down. I think he has as much talent as many of the other guys in that draft range, but I didn't think he was a fit with Minnesota, but I've said before, he reminds me of Josh Okoge, which is, a, is praise and it's not praise. You know, like in some ways, Josh could never get on the floor enough because he couldn't shoot and he couldn't. Do enough offensively, ball handling, you know those type of things to stay on the floor. But Okoye was a sick defender, still is a sick defender, and you know Clark is that way too. He's big. Like I think it's, I think he listed at six foot four or six foot five. He looks way bigger than that. He moves really well. He can go. He can kind of use strength to get over screens in pick and roll. He can if he is allowed to go under a screen, he just walls up like uh, guys who are trying to drive. He's really great off the ball, smart kind of instincts as a low man. He's a really, really sick defender, man. And um, obviously, he has the Achilles injury, which is going to keep him out for the entire year. Um, Regardless, a torn Achilles is, as we know, a pretty pretty bad injury, no matter what your age is. But thankfully, he is young. But I, I really love him as a defender. I don't know. I mean, he shot 33%, I think, on catch and shoot threes last season. 26 percent the season before that's a massive worry because you you know you see guys who are great defenders even Herb Jones this season kind of fell in and out of uh, the Pelicans rotation and he's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league because if you can't shoot you can't really survive these days in the NBA so I think you're going to need heavy improvements from him as a as a shooter he's not bad off off the dribble you know if he can get a a driving lane he can finish at the rim better than say Okoge he can dribble better than Okoge he's good in a straight line good with a little floater so I think there's a little bit more offensive potential there but you know as we know in the NBA these days it's if you can't shoot it's really hard to survive and to to flourish with your other skills so I don't know I I I love the thought of like Alexander Walker and (laughs) McDaniels, Gobert, Clark like that's you know, there's a lot of great defenders on this, on this roster
0: here with these young guys, man, really going all in on the defense.
1: And I love the fact that I love the thought of just being like, let's be the third best defense in the league. And if the cat and Rudy, because they were seventh last season, they were even better than that with cat and Rudy, both on the floor. Um, If the offense still sucks, but maybe it's a little bit better. If you're 15th in offense and third in defense maybe this year or next year whenever Clark is kind of ready to be a rotation player and that's a team that's like a good team so um, I like the thought of just being a defensive team and having Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns there to supplement your offense
0: Yeah. And uh, according to John Krasinski, the Wolves had a first round grade on him, which is it's one of my favorite draft tropes. It's after it ends, you know, I mean, I'm
1: happy they didn't have a first round pick (laughs) if they had a first because I would have been disappointed if they took him (laughs) at like 27 or something. That would be way overs.
0: No, it's just my it's my favorite draft trope. It happened with the Vikings. Don't, you don't probably pay much attention to mm. the Vikings, but they took a running back in the seventh round, and they were like, yeah, we got a starting grade. On- no, you don't. No, do <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everyone's got a first-round grade on all yeah. of their players.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. But any other thoughts on the draft? Was there ever a thought in your mind that was like, this cat for scoot thing is going to happen?
1: No. Nah, I, I I mean, as you know, I, I would have loved for it to happen. I think oh, it would man, be thing- I was praying. <laughs> the perfect kind of pivot out of salary cap hell and out of, you know, the the weird roster construction. Like, it would have solved all their problems even if Stute doesn't end up like this generational point guard, even if he ends up just a good point guard. It right. would have solved a lot of problems, but it was never going to happen. Like, <sighs> that would have been a crazy bomb to see Woj drop on draft night if that had happened, but well, uh, I, mean, I especially- never believed it.
0: Right. There was never any even, like, rumors out there. There was a lot of Timberwolves steam just from people like me and you that just throw out, like, the most random trades, but never from anyone actually credible, which is it's a little weird to me because they're going to enter salary... We're pivoting now, by the way, if that's yeah. okay with you. <laughs> yeah, <that's> okay. <laughs> I'll just throw that out there. They are, as you said, going to be entering salary cap hell, and there was never any credible reporting as to, you know, Carl's potentially going to be moved, Rudy's in trade talks nothing at all like even a little so to me and chris finch kind of hinted at this more with phil and kyle on the flagrant howls podcast they got chris finch on we'll we'll have him on next week Here, me and you jake so just kidding uh. (laughs) Uh, but it seems like they're very intent on running it back and that seems even more so after the draft happened have you changed your mind at all either way on the running it back philosophy for me I am kind of just accepting it and knowing that it can't get worse than it was. Yeah. Like they're going to be better. Injuries can't really be worse. Hopefully Rudy. I know it's, he probably likes playing, a, you know, for France more than he likes playing for the wolves, but I hope he takes this entire off season off, comes back fresh and yeah, same with Carl. I mean, he seems to be coming back fresh as well and getting in. Sh- I don't know this running it back thing. It's looking better for me. Maybe I'm just coping knowing that it's, going to happen but i've come full circle thinking that it can't get worse than it was last year and they were a playoff team last year so we'll see where it goes i think they will be a top seven seed this year if they run it back with you know barring injuries
1: yeah i think i'm at the acceptance stage of (laughs) grief you know like i i've got i really do feel very similar to you where it's i don't think it's the best idea right i also don't know how much value Cat has so i i mean i'm sure that as a front office with a brain in their collective heads, they have at least made some calls to see, you know, some off-the-record calls to see what Anthony Towns' value is, and maybe that helped their decision. Maybe they are just so invested and they're so, you know, ready to rest on their laurels in terms of the move that they've done that they think that this can really work, and it could really work. Like, I think it would be stupid to say... That there's no way that this can be better. Yeah. Like, there's no way they could be a four seed next season. I think would be silly to say, because I could see it happening. I don't even think it takes that much mental gymnastics to envision it, them being a four seed. I don't think it's the right way forward just because of the money. Especially, I think that the money, the ability to pivot off it becomes a lot harder once Cat is earning fifty million dollars instead of thirty six, but. Like you said, I think I've just accepted that this is going to happen. Um, it can work. This isn't a bad team. It's not like they are going yeah. to be a 25-win team if they don't make a big trade. And the saddest Timberwolves part of me is kind of happy that that's the floor. The floor is 40 wins rather than 15 because we've seen so many 15-win seasons. And that's... a st- stupid mentality because you want to win 55 and you want to you know be in conference finals but I am grateful that at least we get to see another competitive season another chance to see a team that wasn't a bad team they were a frustrating team and they were a disappointing team but they weren't a bad team so um, you build on not being a bad team and I don't think it's that many steps for them to be a good team with this same roster so Acceptance is where I'm at. Acceptance yeah. is that the last stage of of grief. I think it might be. <laughs> I don't know. So maybe I'm something there, like that. I mean, am past denial, and you know all those <laughs> ones, and now I'm into acceptance.
0: Yeah, the day I was putting together cat for the number three pick was my denial days. That was days. denial, <laughs> that, that yeah. was denial yeah. but now I'm also there.
1: I mean, yeah, the, tra- the trade the trade NBA website got a good workout in that denial. <laughs> that yes, face. <denial> <laughs>
0: Indeed, yeah, we had Ant Simmons. Oh, it was a good day, good day. But anyways, yeah,
1: the, the Ant squared. <laughs>
0: yeah, that could have been fun, but they really do seem intent on running you back. I mean, I do think that Portland and the Wolves, if they wanted to, could have found. I mean, there was does yeah. Cat have less um, value than Kristaps Porzingis in your opinion?
1: Uh I mean he can't, he can't. But Porzingis was really good last. Right? He was really good last season, and he. I know. I don't know how much money. How much money does. Uh, Paul Zingas make a lot like a lot a lot because oh, if it's if it's, <laughs> if it's like 15 million less yeah, than Cat yeah. is going to make if it's 35 million then I think their value is probably pretty similar just because of the True. CBA like the CBA has made life so hard are you really going to risk second aprons or even first aprons for chat? like is he that player around the lead because he hasn't been that player you know at all like he's not he's a great player I don't want this to be a you know talk down on cap right. he's not he's not the guy that you launch yourself into salary cap hell for if you're another team not willingly i understand why minnesota gave him the supermax because yep. letting him walk would would have been even worse but like another team like port like is he going to get portland over the line any more than scoot will in 3 years like Maybe no, but but they
0: uh, were supposed to be desperate, and that was well, yeah. I don't know
1: what, and I don't know what Portland are doing, yeah, exactly. uh, They seem to just be you know caught in two minds whether they want Dame or they don't, or I don't know what what the hell's going on over there. But I I can see why his value would be surprisingly low compared to what we would probably think it should be because he is a player that can average 26 points and 40% from three, and he's seven foot like that's a unicorn y kind of player but the money's big man and, the, and yeah. the returns so far in terms of winning have been low
0: yes yeah that's the thing it's just it's not like he's a bad player it's just the money and the production when it matters do not they they're so far from each other it's like me and you man Minnesota and Australia it is yeah. uh, it's no good but Porzingis yeah, it's, not, it's, it's oh,
1: 90 yeah. over there and it's 40 here, <laughs> and, and that's what it feels like in terms of money and value
0: <laughs> yep and, i mean we're talking about him like he's jordan mclaughlin i mean he's got value but y'all well, yeah. everyone listening to this knows what we're talking about so you know
1: and yeah. maybe i think that there's probably a line and they've probably assessed this line in the front office where it's just like that value of trading him is not like comparable to the value of keeping him and hoping that this works because he's a really good player still so i i think they've chosen that you know what, we're not going to get enough back for Cat, which means we may as well keep him. He's still a good player. If things work out a little better with an off season between him and Rudy, then maybe we win 49 games or 50 games and all of this seems stupid and then we can deal with the, the money thing later on. You can deal with Gobert. You could trade Gobert. If they have a good season, you can trade Gobert with two years left and that's much easier to get off now. That's true so. too, yeah.
0: Maybe that's the plan, you know, this just give up this Gobert thing. And yeah, After one more year, after this finals run, they'll trade Gobert and we'll all be happy. It'll be great. So, (laughs) I was just happy to see
1: that they didn't want to trade Jaden. My worst fear was that they'd be like, maybe we should just move Jaden instead of paying him huge money and get a big haul haul for Jaden, which obviously would have been ludicrous. But, like, yeah, I've seen the Timberwolves do some dumb shit before. So, yeah,
0: I mean, once the Rudy thing, that whole Rudy yeah. trade, you remember yeah. that one? Anyway.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who would have said that would have been doing trade? It couldn't have been us.
0: No, definitely not me. Every single day for an entire. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm taking a break this year, just because I'm like, no matter yeah. what I say, it will come back to to bite me. But <laughs> whoa, my screen just like erupted. Am I still here? I am. Anyways, yeah. yeah, free agent. I guess we can talk a little bit about the Wolves' free agents here before we go. Mainly Nas Reed and Nikhil Alexander Walker. I think Jalen Noel is probably gone I don't see him coming back anyway yep. at all yeah just initially just like just like to get a baseline one to ten on Nas Reed you think he's coming back ten being he will be back one being <sighs> he's gone
1: um oh it's hard I, I was I probably would have been at a at a three maybe before all this stuff started coming right. out that he was in the facility and that Ant and Jaden, kind of you know, going full Recruiting. blown to yeah. college college coach recruitment <laughs> pitches, and so maybe it doesn't that doesn't change my mind too? So maybe a four, maybe forty percent that he comes back, sixty that he leaves. I still think if a team offers him a starting gig, then he should go. Like, yeah, why he wouldn't, wouldn't be he? Yeah. Up to. Um, and if a team offers him sixteen million, you know that happened in the last few days of free agency when everyone's gone. And a team, Team X has a bunch of money still to spend and they whiffed on all their targets. Like that's when Nazare gets, you know, four years, 64 million. And then it's the same thing. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's the same thing. You'd just be silly to stay as a third big, you know, for 12 million or something a year in Minnesota. So I think that will probably happen, but I could see him staying. And I think, like, as you know, I've come around on Naz just in terms of a, a culture guy and an energy guy and someone who, I guess plays the way that makes you stand up and, and, you know, enjoy watching the Timberwolves. Like, that's become increasingly important for me because I don't, I don't think he's a starting center, if I'm being honest. Like, I think he's a backup big, a really good one. But, like, I enjoy watching him play because he plays fun basketball. And sometimes that is enough to give a relatively small contract compared to some of the other guys in the league and on this team.
0: Yeah. I'm with you. I'd probably go six. I think he he is just like at the facility with Ant and Jaden. It is weird because yeah. you know
1: he's he he's just a better he's acting like he's just just on, on a four team. year contract. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. It is, and he's just talking like, yeah, I'd love to play for the Wolves. They've just got to offer. It really comes down to who offers him the most mm. money, probably, and starting role, of course. But yeah, it's and there's always dumb desperate teams not to say that a team would be dumb for signing nas but like you said some team might come off for 15 16 just because then it's dumb.
1: like we've yeah. said be- we've said before nas at whatever he's at two million two mil, yeah it's a lot easier to swallow his flaws than nas at 16 million where he really should be a very impactful player every game in in you know multiple different areas yeah um, do you <laughs> want him back like do you want what's the what's the number that would make you cringe if he came back at <laughs>
0: Anything above twelve. Anything I would do it, it, I would so do pretty it. For much 12. The
1: ML, the ML, like I obviously won't use the mid-level, right. but like anything above that kind of number.
0: Yeah, and 12 would it's this is also my fan goggles on right now. Like 12 million is not a good deal for Nasreed, I don't think. Yeah. But like you said, he is a blast to watch. He's so easy and fun to cheer for. And that comes into play with me sometimes too. Like this, mm. especially after this last year, like it was just a drag. Having fun players is yeah. It's fun. So. There was
1: many games yeah. last season where like Nas was just <laughs> like he he won them a lot of games last yeah. season, and, and he, he lost them played... a
0: couple. But hey, <laughs> yeah. that's, you, you take what you, you
1: know. Yeah, he was you Nas Reed, man. Goals, yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, that's yeah, I think I'm, I,
1: I'm probably with you. Like I, I think if it was like 14, I could probably justify it with myself. But like anything over 15, seems. Really expensive for Nas Reed, especially with the roster. If they had right. a, ho- oh, a yeah. hole at the at the five, then I could offer him four years, sixty million, and you know I'd be happy with that. But they've got two centers, <laughs> and I'm not and I'm not convinced that the three game stretch, you know, in California, like makes him a great power forward because he's been awful as a power forward mm-hmm. in the other seventy nine games that they've tried it.
0: Yeah, the comment I see the most is like why don't they just put him at the 4? You I mean because they tried. They had two all NBA yeah. centers. They tried putting him at the 4. He's just yeah. unimpressive and can't keep up as much. Like he's he is a center. I think that's just we well, both agree on that.
1: He's he creates the most advantages by being faster right. than faster than Big men. It's it's mm-hmm. a bit similar to Towns where Towns like if you put a big center on Towns even though he's not like that, you know, burly guy yeah, and he, get, and he gets a lot of shit for being soft like i'm at my most comfortable if you put stephen adams or the Jonas like on cat he's gonna get 40 if you put aaron gordon on him he's gonna get 12 so and like that's 12, uh, I, 12
0: and 6 fouls yeah, yeah I, I, feel,
1: I feel similar with nas where it's like he's best because he's a center and he can abuse bigger matchups because he's so fast and he's so kind of skilled with the yep. ball. So. I don't want him losing that advantage just in the, in the name of getting him minutes when you have Kyle Anderson, who's a better four than him substantially. So if you didn't have it, Kyle Anderson, it would probably make sense to give him a big deal as well. But like you have a great three-man, big-man rotation, even if Nas leaves. And then you throw in Leonard Miller, who might be able to give you, you know, eight minutes on nights where Kat's in foul trouble or you Josh know, something Minard like too. Josh Minot not. So it's like you don't... It's such a weird situation with they Nas, don't need
0: it. him, and I wish he wasn't such a likable player so I could they, have a more yeah. objective opinion on this, but
1: <laughs> exactly. They they don't need him at all, but yet it feels as a fan <laughs> ridiculous to let him go. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. And that I mean that's another point of the whole Carl thing. It was almost like do you want Nas at twelve or Carl at fifty? And it's like yeah. it's not it's closer than you might think, but Carl's, you know, I know
1: well that's the thing, as well, is that if you're gonna trade one of the bigs. Then you also want Nasrida's insurance, so it's yeah. just a stupid situation. I don't yep. know how they got themselves into it, <laughs> and I don't know how they're gonna get themselves out of it.
0: It's gonna be fun to see, anyways. We'll talk one more player, Nikhil Alexander Walker. Will do the same thing one to ten. Is he back in your opinion?
1: Ah, uh, I would say like an eight. Uh, yeah. There's probably a situation where maybe they see someone on the market they can get for you know six or seven million a year, and they think that's a better fit than Alexander Walker but I don't I mean he's a restricted free agent which means they kind of hold the cards with him unless someone offers him you know three for 27 or something like that I don't see why they wouldn't just re-sign him he did enough in the playoffs to prove that he's an important piece like I said before I love the idea of leaning into the defensive identity and he's a big part of that off the bench or just as a guard defender on nights where kind of Conley's not defending as well or ants not defending as well you always have nor there is um someone who you know is going to be really good defensively so i'd say eight out of ten eighty percent um i'd be reasonably shocked if they let him go
0: me too yeah and they are entering the money territory where they might just have to look for extremely cheap guys but yeah. naz not it's i hate calling him because it doesn't sound like i'm it saying name. yeah yeah i hate, it. I hate he's, it
1: but his name's so long and it's i know <laughs> as well.
0: we don't have time
1: and yeah i don't so. like saying Nikhil because i don't know him <laughs> yeah. you know like it feels like i should be friends with him if i'm just calling him by his first name
0: i do it with carl but that's like like that's it i can't say like anthony yeah. you know i would yeah. never say anthony <laughs> or i don't know it's a weird thing but you're right i don't even know what i was talking about uh <laughs> yeah was he,
1: he, it... he said, What i'll ask you again yeah. what's, the, what's the number that is Ooh. the line for you for for no
0: i don't even know like what his range is. like what what's his range like
1: six yeah i mean eight? i would say like yeah i would say like maybe four would be a bargain eight would yeah. be you know the max you would pay anything
0: him. more than eight and i would be like probably not the best i wouldn't be like okay Anything more than eight, and I would be like, that's not a good deal. Ten and over, and I know that's such a small margin, yeah. but it matters. Like that's ridiculous.
1: Like yeah, if they like paid ten him over and over is no I would, good. Yeah, like... And they that won't. Would be, no, they won't. I, I would love for them to get like a long-term, cheap, annually kind of deal. Like if they could get like four years, 20 million. Yeah. Like that would be... Because I do think that you need to start kind of trying to lock in some players mm-hmm. on cheap deals that are going to be here in four years. And because I don't know if Cat or Rudy or both will be. So it would be nice to just have a player who's dependably good defensively and maybe good offensively either consistently or just sporadically like he is right now. Like that's still a rotation guy on a good team. So true. Um, if you can lock that in for four years without having to, if it's 8 million a year, maybe it's smarter to just give him like a two-year contract because you don't want to be paying him Eight, I don't think over over long term, but That's I mean fair. they're gonna they're gonna if someone offers him a decent deal. I think he'll just resign. I don't think he'll I don't think he'll sign a contract with someone else. He seemed happy. He seemed like he finally kind of got a, That's true, a, a defined true. Gave him the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Like I think I I my expectations is he will just sign a deal four days into the frenzy or two days in. You know, like it'll just be the first domino that falls. Like he signs a four year 20 million dollar deal and that's just set and done
0: yeah all right that's fair all right last thing before we go bradley beal to the suns what do you think about it is it (laughs) just quick i think Um, it's gonna be they'll win 50 games and lose in the second round
1: i yeah yeah i i think you're probably right there i love bradley beal i know that's an unpopular decision but i think bradley beal is dope like i understand that he's flawed and that he's not worth the money that he's on and that the no trade clause was the stupidest thing <laughs> any franchise has ever done. But like every time I watch Bradley Beale, I think, man, this dude is a baller. Like he plays, I just plays a fun, like a, a smooth game that I enjoy watching. He is pretty much just like Devin Booker light, which maybe is a good thing or maybe is a terrible thing.
0: Who knows? But yeah,
1: <laughs> I still, yeah, I think that, like you said, you you in the regular season. Like, talent wins games. It might not win mm-hmm. a championship with no depth, but, like, they're going to win 55 games, I think. Like, like Kevin Durant is still one of the 5 to 10 best basketball players in the world. Devin and Booker so is Devin a, Booker. I Devin think. Booker is a freak of yeah. nature. Like, he might be my favorite non-Wolves player in the league. Like, I don't... I mean, I didn't love when he was, you know, the way he just abuses Wolves fans and benches every time he plays them. But, like, the <laughs> way he plays... I think I might enjoy watching the most. Like if Anthony Edwards became Devin Booker, I don't That'd be nice. think yeah, I don't think that would be like everyone would be happy with that. And we all think that Ant is the best thing since sliced bread, you know. So like that's how good Booker is, KD. And then you add Beal who might just end up being like a 19 points a game kind of guy. But really efficiently because he's getting such good looks. So I think they're gonna be a great team that isn't gonna win the championship because you have to be you have to have more than four players. Usually usually <laughs> well, in have game, a Kogi, you know so Usually in a game of basketball you need to have more than four players.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean they they're doing what they can to stack up to the Wolves big three of Aunt Carl and Rudy. So I mean I mean
1: every team's reaching them. for the summit, you know, and <laughs> not many teams can get there. <laughs> like yeah. there's very few that can that can employ a big three like that. So I appreciate <laughs> Phoenix for trying, but you know.
0: <laughs> All right, that's all I got. We somehow went thirty-five, you know. It was that was we a good one. We did all right.
1: We yeah. did all right, yeah.
0: You got anything else see- you want to touch on?
1: No, it was good to see you. I hope that your break yeah. treated treated you well. Um, I hope you're ready for I mean, I thought it was gonna be a boring draft night, but it was pretty entertaining in the end, you know, relative to what it was. And I think it'll be a something will happen in free agency that we don't expect because it always does so i hope that i um, think nothing
0: exciting will happen I'm, I'm sure something I will happen. Uh, i mean i mean maybe a boring,
1: boring off season is what the wolves need True. for once no firings no sex scandals <laughs> no <laughs> trades for big French, you know it's
0: funny because all of these things are just like happening every year it's not yeah, like we are no, making things up here. no There's no nothing.
1: under the no under the deal under the table deals oh you God, know yeah. like just do nothing maybe maybe that would be the best way forward it's just to do nothing
0: yeah do nothing all yeah. right thanks jake and shout right. out your place as well where are you How's your work going? Um,
1: yeah, house and growls, Um You can kind of just search it on Google or head to howlsandgrowls.substack.com or go on my Twitter at jadepainting and you'll, you'll find me just plugging all my stuff over there. It's going well. Um, again, I, I took a bit of time off, but I'm back now kind of smashing stuff out almost, you know, two or three or four times a week. Uh, Podcast as well, house and drowse which this will be on and... Yeah yeah i mean i've got a big old leonard miller piece that kind of touches on a few of the things we're talking about today that i'm gonna finish when we when we stop talking here so hopefully by the time people listen or or, you know within the next day or two um i'll have that up on the website and going out to all the subscribers on the newsletter so yeah get over there if you haven't and um have a look sign up you know help me out
0: love it all right go check that out jake does great work over there truly is i mean i'm writing for me I, I did writing for a bit but i just i don't know man i'm impressed with what you put out well yeah clip. i
1: mean vi- vice versa because i'm the same with podcasting i like oh, podcasting fair. but i can't you know i don't have the the drive for it like you have the drive for it and it's probably vice versa with the writing
0: yep yep all right man we'll talk soon